The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we're glad that you could join us tonight. We're going to have a fun-filled or fact-filled, fun and fact-filled. Right. I guess that's what we're fun and fact-filled show tonight. So uh, we'll always start out with our little uh, segment that uh, we call In, in the, the news. news. We have some interesting things that have come up in the news this week. Uh, kind of neat stuff to talk about, Janine. Yeah. I, I thought this one uh, is something that, I mean, we've used, you know, cranberry uh, and cranberry juice and things from cranberry extracts for a long time. And, but it seems like more and more research. I mean, you know, forever and More day, and more is coming out. They used to only talk yeah, about it for urinary, urinary tract. tract. That was it, urinary tract. But, but now, now, this is about the heart. And a lot of the stuff that's come out about cranberry recently has been for cardiac. Cardiovascular, you know, right. Cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. And this study, you know, looked at people that were, you know, they used cranberry juice and they used cranberry concentrates and they used different different concentrations to see if it made a difference in how strong in cranberry it was. And they did show the higher the cranberry concentrate, the better the results. And they were looking at things like your um, vasodilation of the vessels, right. your, your, your flow through the vessels. Blood flow, right. Blood, mm-hmm. blood pressure, arterial stiffness, things like that mm-hmm. are things that they looked at at baseline. Mm-hmm. And they you know checked people after they had drank the cranberry juice at different concentrations. And they showed that any of them drinking the cranberry, if any concentration helped. They did. Yeah. And they showed that it took the highest concentrations to help the systolic blood pressure. So to help the blood pressure, it took the highest levels. And, you know, we always suggest to people anyway, a lot of times drinking a lot of cranberry juice gives you a lot of sugar. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the biggest problem with it. Yeah. And the, uh, the most of the ones commercially available, the cranberry juice cocktails have a lot of sugar. <laughs> They're just sugar and a little bit of cranberry. And you can even do the yeah. cranberry capsules. We have the cranberry yeah. capsules. Yeah, you know, we've used that for years, Janine. And, and it's very and, inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, the gosh, thing is, yeah. it's so inexpensive, it's way cheaper than the real cranberry juice. And, and I remember, you know, sometime, a long time ago, when we first started messing with that one, so to speak, um, we looked and see how much of the extract, you know, the various phenolic compounds and so on and so forth, and the acids, etc., they come out of that, how much of it each capsule was equal to several, several cups right. of, of, of juice. juice. So you can take a, a capsule twice a day and you'd be getting way more than what they're talking about in newspaper because they were right. talking about so like 450 milliliters. For cardiovascular health, mm-hmm. you may want to add some cranberry extract. I think it's a doggone really good idea. But now, while, something else that you can add while we're talking about While it. we're talking about red things like cranberry, how about some red wine? Right. Yeah. This, this, this actually, the headlines was red wine benefits people with type 2 diabetes. Hey, it makes sense. And to I me. think the research has shown over and over that the red wine benefits most mm-hmm. people. 
not just people with type 2 diabetes, and that is in moderate consumption. Well, that, yeah, um, that's, I was going to say that. Many times you yeah. overdo it, too yeah. much of a good thing. Sometimes it's too uh, good. Sometimes, yeah. But they did look at, this one looked at a few things. They, and it was actually a pretty long study. Um, they went over a couple years. It really was, And yeah. so it wasn't just a short-term study. And they gave, you know, group mineral water with their diet. And they all went on the Mediterranean diet, every group. Every yeah. group had a better diet. So they all went on the Mediterranean diet. They gave one group mineral water, one group red wine, one group white wine. Mm-hmm. Now, both wine groups, white and red, had benefits over the water group. Mm-hmm. But the red wine group had way higher benefits yeah, I, than any other one. I think that was you know, one of the significances of it was that, that the red wine was, they said, you know, much better. There's no doubt. Uh, and because of those, you know, phenolic compounds, because of the resveratrol and all that stuff, you know, we've talked about that on. And it happened the, to be everybody in the study were type two diabetics. Uh, yeah, I mean, they took every, what was really kind of interesting was they they did about as good a clean study as you can right. do. Right, and they even excluded yeah. if someone already drank more than one alcoholic drink per week, they were excluded. They were excluded, right? Um, they, they took people who anybody, did not drink. Yeah, yeah. anybody. I mean, so they had a lot of exclusions. If you used a lot of insulin on top of your type 2 diabetes, you were excluded. excluded right. So they took a lot of exclusions, and they had a pretty good group. Yeah, 224 participants, really. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, the age range was from 40 to 75, and, and it was what they call alcohol-abstaining men and women. Right. So they took people that didn't drink much. With well-controlled, they said well-controlled diabetes. Yeah, and they actually did that too. I thought that was pretty interesting. So yeah. it was it was a good study, but it did another it another study that shows the benefits of red wine. Well, what what was really interesting is you know they showed that you know they they looked at things like for instance your your glycemic control, your A one C, those kind of things. They looked at your uh, triglyceride levels, right. blood pressure, waist circumference, uh, you know, all that, all stuff. the lipids, all the lipids, and yeah. also looked at medication. Um, if you had to increase medications while right. you were doing the study, if you didn't increase medications, all that was a part of it. And it all seemed to improve. Yeah, so that was that's actually another good one. Yeah. And shows, now we always suggest, because grapes are one of the contaminated foods oh, out there with yeah. pesticides, and mostly fungicides, mostly. Um, mm-hmm. we do suggest organic wine. No doubt. So uh, organic red wine, and don't overdo it. Uh, and I've, I have people all the time ask me, said, you can get fat? Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. There's some very good organic wines. And not there. any more expensive than regular wines. So. No, actually, they're yeah. not. I no, mean, they're, they're, they're probably not your, your high-end wines, you know, your big high-end stuff. But it's doggone good stuff, and, <clears throat> and it can be good for you and, and organic at the same time. Right. Yeah, pretty good. Now, now something else on these metabolic people, uh, people that have metabolic syndrome. or Which metabolic syndrome is, is the precursor, the precursor to the, yeah. type 2 diabetes. They found, and this is one that we haven't really talked a lot about, um, and it's about vitamin E and how much more people with metabolic syndrome or prediabetes or diabetes, how much more vitamin E they actually need. They need more because their absorption is down because yeah. of the metabolic syndrome. Yeah. Now, one of the things, I loved one of the comments in the study. Oh, yeah, this guy's classic. I have to talk about this comment. This guy And was we classic. tell people this all the time. They don't necessarily listen to us, but. Oh, they probably don't, He but okay. said, dietary requirements of nutrients are generally defined only in the context of what a healthy person needs. But considering that two-thirds of Americans are overweight and obese, and obese, a healthy person might not be representative of our society. Yeah, 
Uh, Dr. Bruno. Who <laughs> I thought that was a good yeah, comment. He was the gentleman that said that. And let me tell you what, he, uh, as the Indians would say, man speaketh truth. Because um, a lot of times RDA, yes. this is a good time to mention RDA, recommended oh, yeah. daily allowances. RDA is not the nutrients found to keep you healthy. It's the nutrients found to keep you alive. Barely. Okay. Yeah. Then you start talking about, okay, that is actually how, what to keep you alive in a healthy individual. We're not talking like this researcher said, you know, two thirds of Americans are overweight and obese and that does affect the absorptions and the nutrients and how much they need. Yeah. So now they did show in the study that doing vitamin E and they did use a natural form of vitamin E. They did not use synthetic right. E. They did that. That doing it with a fatty food, even like whole milk, increased its absorption. Right. Well, because and, it is a fat. And the scary thing about vitamin E, the RDA is very low on, on vitamin E. I mean, oh, it's yeah. very low. It's like 15 milligrams per day. Per day, which is nothing. Which is nothing. I mean, if you yeah. look at most, you know. In, you, you could probably inhale that much. That's not a lot. Yeah. And they actually show that half of Americans don't even get half that amount. Yeah, they said that most Americans consume yes. about half that. Uh, they, they said most of, most. in other words, most of you folks listening to this, unless you are actually supplementing your, your vitamin E, probably aren't getting even seven and a half milligrams per day, which is pretty scary, small dose. Really. It is a very small dose. So mm-hmm. we do say, you, you know, vitamin E is important. I think they've scared people off of vitamin E mm-hmm. on some of the studies. And the studies that have scared people off were done on synthetic E. Yeah. It was done on meta-analysis where they picked what they wanted to talk about. Well, they cherry-picked their data. Right. You know? And, you know, when you start cherry-picking data, you know, I, I remember one of my old professors in, in statistics, he said there's three things you need to learn about statistics. And he wrote them on the board. Number one was there's, there's facts or lies, basically, Damn lies was number two, and third was statistics. And you can take one and two, which is lies and damn lies, and make statistics all day long because you can exclude or cherry-pick data to have it fixed. And that's kind of what's happened to vitamin E. It's really got a bad rap over the years. Uh, some really interesting studies came out where they supposedly had you know, all this information about vitamin E being so bad for you. Well, I promise you it wasn't because of the vitamin E that the people are taking. Right. You know, I mean, because they're not getting it in their diet. Most of them aren't getting it. And it was, it was interesting that they showed that if you, even the vitamin E supplements that you may take, if you do it without fat, yes, um, you might only absorb 10% of the dose. So even if you took, you know, the, something that had, say, 50 milligrams or 50 units or something in it, and you only absorb 10%, that's only five. Right. It's nothing. So make sure you take your vitamin E and even your multivitamins with a meal. Always with food. And make sure that that meal has a little bit of fat in it. Uh, every meal should have a little bit of fat in right. it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much the fat king. I like the fat. I like <laughs> the good fat. fat, though. I like the is. good fats, yeah. Because, you know, uh, that, that's the really key to it. But like I say, when you take these fat-soluble nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin D, and vitamin K2, K2 so, you know, when you take those things in and you, you take them in, like, say, with a vegetarian diet, you're not going to absorb very much of it. No. Unless you have some, a whole bunch of olive oil or something on there to, to help, because you have to have fat to absorb this stuff. So make sure you eat fat with your fat-soluble vitamins. Right. Now, another interesting study, and this came out, it's kind of an inf- infectious disease kind of thing, but 
Um, and we wanted to talk about this because we see. We see it all the time. We see things like this. And the, the, what the article said is tripped up by a bug. And they found that people that fall, that mm-hmm. a lot of times they're falling not because of a rug, not because of something that they tripped <laughs> right, over, yeah. but because they have an infection. Right. And so many people are, it's, a, it's not recognized um, their caregivers, their relatives who lives with them don't notice they have an infection. And the scary thing is only one in five of these people that they, they, they took an analysis from a hospital emergency room. Mm-hmm. And of that analysis, there was quite a few of them that falls were due to infection. Mm-hmm. It was over, it was about 56% was from an infection. But they didn't have the common signs of infection. Only one in five had a fever. Only one in four had any criteria yeah, linking and, it to a, you know, an and, infection. And one of the most common ones that, that you and I see, Janine, and have for years. And that's what we want to talk about is, is urinary, urinary tract, tract infection. And they said that something like 44.1% of those people out of that group that they looked at actually had urinary tract infections. Right. And you do know, in older people, and I think people need to know this, is older people... When they get urinary tract infections, and they can have no symptoms of urinary tract infections, they What's get confused, they get unstable, they get wobbly. Always do your analysis on older people when they start having symptoms. And we have something so simple. Older people do get urinary tract infections, and they're simple to prevent by using something like D-Manos. They sure are. Yeah. And But we see that one a lot. So we did want to talk about that because a lot of the older people... They don't do UAs on them, and they don't know they have urinary tract infections. That's very true. All right, we're coming up on a break here, Janine, so we'll be right back with more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks. And tonight, our show is going to be about the endocrine system. And a lot of folks out there are probably wondering, what is the endocrine system? Well, the endocrine system is, is one of our primary systems in our body. And one of the things it does, it's, it's put together with a number of glands or glandular devices, so to speak. And they produce hormones, all kinds of hormones. And they have all sorts of vital functions to our body. Uh, these hormones are chemicals, and you know, Candace Pearl once called them messenger molecules. I think that's a, a beautiful description of it because they really are little messages. They go from one place in the body, get out in the bloodstream, and go around to another place. Now, this, this endocrine system, primarily we call it the ductless glands because these glands you know, actually secrete their, their chemicals directly into the bloodstream, whereas like the exocrine system, okay, when you think about something like that, you're talking about the ducts, uh, like, for instance, your sweat glands. Which, right, and it's you know, things that aren't quite hormones either. No, they're not hormones but either. But you know, the endocrine system is so important, and probably it's one Certainly. of the things that we work the most on in natural medicine. I would have um, to say, yes. When you look at it, I mean, because the components of the endocrine system, we'll name them off real quick, are your thyroid, your adrenals, your pancreas, you know, the pineal gland, the pituitary. I mean, all those, how many people have problems with those? A lot. More than you realize, um, really. And, and the testicles and the ovaries are part right. of it, too, because it's your, your sex hormones. Right. Um, that affects a lot. I mean, that is a lot of functions in the body that are affected by the endocrine system. It truly is. And, and when you think about, you know, all that that systems or all these various systems communicating with each other through the bloodstream and these little messenger molecules running around from one place to the next. It's it's really kind of amazing that medicine has kind of decided to compartmentalize it and don't look at all of it at one time. And right, because you have system, somebody that has a thyroid problem, they just look at the thyroid. Or if they have somebody that has this problem, they only look, only at, look that. at that. Right. It really needs to be, that's one of the points we wanted to make on this show, is that it all affects each other. It does. Everything. And if you don't know what the other parts are doing, then you may not get a whole picture of the problem. Right. You know, and we see that, like I say, we see this every day. Uh, we do. We, we deal with people with either, you know, say, for instance, I, uh, this morning, you know, early this morning, I had two guys with low testosterone. And I had a few myself. And, okay. So <laughs> it, it was a low testosterone day. Yeah. And, you know, you know, when you start getting into that, you know, they, they're thinking, well, it's just a testosterone. There's other things that get involved in it, some of these other centers, just like the pancreas, increasing too much insulin, and when, of course, that blocks the luteinizing hormone, 
you know, and I went through this little painted this little scenario for them, and they're like, the, their eyes glazed over. They got that deer in the head, like, look, didn't know a thing about what I was telling them, and but they realized that their their you know testosterone was low, and it's more to it than simply injecting some testosterone. Right, because mm-hmm. it, it starts with another problem, and you got to fix underlying problems. Right. Why is the, is the first question you ask? And like I said, it can get complex. Certainly can. It's not just simple sometimes. Sometimes things don't match up exactly perfect, and you got to figure out what's going on because everybody is different. Right. But it is something that we wanted to stress, how you do need to look at it all as a whole. They all function together, and they all are, remember, these molecules or messenger molecules are out there in the bloodstream, so they're literally affecting every tissue in your body. Yeah. I mean, they're going everywhere. And they even know the energy in the body. It usually comes from the endocrine system. Right. I mean, if your thyroid is off, you have lack of energy. If your adrenals are off, you have lack of energy. Same if thing. your sex hormones are off, you have lack of energy. Right. If your you know, blood sugar is off, you have lack of energy. So, you know, probably the biggest thing you hear a lot is, I want something for energy. Well, <laughs> yeah, for well, something for one. energy, you have to fix the endocrine system. Yeah, either that or a good cup of coffee. One <laughs> that um, don't always do. That don't always do it. That's right. But you know, this this endocrine system is pretty complicated, and it's not. You know, a lot, a lot of people think, "What? Well, okay, I'm just going to think about my thyroid, which is part of the endocrine system." So they they look at just the thyroid. Well, what they don't realize is when they're looking at thyroid. Now, for instance, to, you know, even today, I, I explain this to people all the time. I had several people that when I went over and explained their thyroid test to them that were looking at the brain and the thyroid at the same time in the same right. test. In the same test. test. Now, we need to talk a little bit. We'll start with the pituitary. There's Speaking the Speaking of the brain. Because the, the brain, the pituitary, puts out many of the messages to the other glands on what well, to it's, do. It's kind of central command, if you will. It is. Yeah. Centcom of the brain. And it, it tells everything else what to do. It tells the thyroid what to do. It tells the adrenals put, what to do. It puts out something called the TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone. Yes, it does. And in medicine, unfortunately, they think that that is the only thing you want to look at. And we know in natural medicine, and many people that have written a book on thyroid agree with us, yeah. that you don't want to just look at the TSH. No, it is something that you do want to look at because on the TSH, you know, that message, mm-hmm. if the message is high, and then it's your brain saying, give me some more. I'm going to send out more message. I want more thyroid. It's, sti- it's stimulating the thyroid to function better. Right. right. And thyroid may not be responding. So if the thyroid doesn't respond, it sends out more message. So a high TSH can be a low thyroid. It can be. And a low TSH on the other end can be an overactive thyroid. And that is the common. That's common. But... Occasionally, you'll see the person that has a low TSH. Mm-hmm. So the brain is saying, okay, don't send me any more thyroid. But mm-hmm. then you look at the actual thyroid hormones, which is your T4 and your T3, mm-hmm. and they're low. Mm-hmm. So that's not an overactive thyroid. Right. That is a malfunction of the pituitary. The brain is not telling the thyroid to work, so therefore the thyroid's not responding. It's one of the feedback mechanisms. And so again, that's why TSH alone does not tell you the problem. And that's why we always recommend checking more on the thyroid. Now, the pituitary also puts out messages to the adrenal glands. Oh, certainly. It puts out something called ACTH, Mm -hmm. and that tries to stimulate the adrenals to make more cortisol. Right. So there's there's the pituitary puts out a lot. It does. Well, even, um, even the sex hormones, you know, it puts out the luteinizing hormone. 
Uh, it does. Which the follicle, tells the yeah. follicle stimulating hormone tells the 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 ovaries or testicles to make something something. And yeah. just like he mentioned before, one of the things that we see a lot are men with low testosterone, right? Where the insulin is so high that it actually decreases the luteinizing hormone, and therefore decreases the production of testosterone. It decreases the receptor sites for that. It's what they find is that the receptor sites for the LH or luteinizing yeah. hormone, uh, they, it get covered up in insulin and because of that overproduction. And when that happens, you know, the LH can't tell the, the testicles to make testosterone. And then you get low, test, low T, guys. Right. You know? And changing the diet can actually help Oh, that. it's huge. And like I said, the, so the pituitary is really important. And you'll even see people sometimes prolactin. Prolactin is another hormone that is put out for so that women can breastfeed. And it's mm-hmm. at the times, you know, when the pituitary sees that it needs to make prolactin, it sends out message. Well, if you get a pituitary tumor, you can start increasing prolactin when you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And that can be a problem. So, like I said, the pituitary is very important. Very important. And, and then, we, you know, go from there. That's the brain. And it goes right. from there down to things like the thyroid. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit more about thyroid, the thyroid hormones, what they mean, why it's important to do more than a TSH. Well, I always explain to people if they come in and they say, well, they checked my thyroid and they bring me their test and they checked a TSH. And I said, well, okay, they, they checked your brain. Now they haven't checked your thyroid. And I always get a rather odd look at that point. But seriously, the TSH is coming from the pituitary gland in the yeah, brain. It is not, it's not the a thyroid. thyroid hormone. No, no, it's not. And, you know, so when we explain it, then the folks will, I want my thyroid checked. And to do that, you have to check the T4, the T3. You know, there's reverse T3. There's all sorts of, of T3s and T4s that you can check, the free and the bound and blah, blah, blah. But all those hormones will give you some insight into how that thyroid is either functioning or not functioning well. Right. That's what it boils down to. And the thyroid, I mean, that is probably one of the things that people come in and want to get checked the most. I, I think it's probably something that people know about or they at least Well, they've heard. And they, they've it, heard right. you're tired, it's your thyroid. They right. heard, and, and there's so many things that affect, and we're going to talk about adrenal glands in a minute mm-hmm. and talk about how they interact with the thyroid. And when you check the thyroid, you never want to just check the thyroid. You want to check the adrenals as well. Uh, you know, that's our indication that it's something that we have seen clinically uh, over so many years. When the thyroid, because the thyroid and the adrenals have kind of overlapping jobs at times. They do. And what will happen is one of them is not working quite right. So the other one's trying to take up the slack. The brain's telling the thyroid, hey, the adrenals aren't doing their job. You take over and do a little bit better. And so that's why you want to look at all of it, not just one of them. Right. And, and, like, and if, you, if your doctor is only doing a TSH, you need to get your full thyroid checked, you especially if you have symptoms. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, we, at least one TSH, T4, and free T3. That's minimal. Simple, that's minimal. Yeah. Now, the reverse T3, there's a lot coming out and more and more research about the reverse T3. There certainly is. And if you have a high reverse T3... You may have a normal TSH, a normal T4, and a normal free T3, but if your reverse T3 is high, you may not be able to use the thyroid that you have. You're not using it as well. That's right. And things like high cortisol. Which is an adrenal function. Right. Right. Or stress, mm-hmm. or even iron deficiency or iron overload can affect those levels. It certainly can. So there, everything, one thing, if we don't want to get anything else across, 
everything affects everything, and that's what we wanted to tell people. Now, if you if you're taking notes, underline that. Right. Everything affects everything, especially in hormones. The body yes. is a whole. The body is not parts. True. So when one thing is malfunctioning, it is going to affect the other systems as well. And so if you have a thyroid problem and they every year check only your thyroid, you're not checking the other systems to see how it works together. Right. All right. Well, we're coming up on a break, Janine, so uh, I guess we'll have to continue this okay, after we'll, the break. Okay. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally, and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks. Right before the break, we were talking about the uh, the thyroid. Yeah, and I wanted to make another po- one more point on the thyroid just because we see it every single day. We have many, many people that come in that already know they have thyroid problems. They're being treated for thyroid problems. Mm-hmm. And all the people out there listening that are on levothyroxine and Synthroid, right. which is a... Synthetic hormone. Synth- yeah, mm-hmm. synthetic T4. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that we see when we do our lab work 
and we have people that are on the synthetic T4. Many of them, they all still have symptoms. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people come in that say, my doctor keeps telling me my thyroid's okay, but I still have all the symptoms. My hair's falling out. I can't lose weight. I'm tired. All the symptoms. All of them. Um, Dry skin, whatever. You know, they hear all the symptoms of thyroid. Well, a lot of times what we see when we do the lab work, their TSH may be normal. Mm -hmm. And that's mostly what the doctors are looking at. But if you look, their T4 usually is on the high end. Right. But yet, if you look at the free T3, it is very low. Typically speaking. Your T3 is your usable thyroid. Yeah. And it... It works more on metabolism than the T4. Well, the T4 really doesn't do much. It's more of a it's transport. It's more of a molecule. transport, and then yeah. it turns into T3, and then you utilize T3. Yeah. So your T4 can be high. Your brain can see the T4. Mm-hmm. The brain is satisfied with what T4 is there, but yet if you have low T3, you have all the symptoms because you're still going to have a thyroid problem. Yeah, you, you still have what they call a subclinical hypothyroid. Right, and so it, that yeah. is why it's so important to check the whole thyroid. Now, we, you know, we do a lot of thyroid testing. We can, you know, we even do the antibodies to the thyroid. I mean, you to see if it's Hashimoto's, you can check all that. Oh, we do, you can we, all we can do a reverse T3. It's not on our regular panels, but we can add it. I mean, there's a, we can do anything you want on the thyroid test. But it is very important to know all the numbers because so many of these people that's been told their thyroid looks fine, it's not fine when the no, free T3 not. is low. And if they've got all these symptoms, something's not right. Something's not right. And if the thyroid really is right, because we do have some we check, and they mm-hmm. really are right. You look at the adrenals, they're usually not. So let's say, talk about the adrenals. I was going to say, let's move on to the adrenal glands. Yeah, you know, the adrenal glands, you, know, you got two of these guys if you got two kidneys, and most of us do. And it, one little adrenal gland on top of each kidney. And, you know, it does some really neat stuff. I mean, it, it helps us maintain fluid balance in the body. Helps us react to stress with the cortisol. Even helps in reproduction through the uh, uh, androgens, uh, you know, the DHEA and so on and so forth, pregnenolone, etc. And, you know, what happens a lot of times is the adrenal glands get overstressed or overworked and they get to where they don't put out enough of these various hormones. Right, or put out too much. Or they put out too much. Now, we see a lot of times it can be both ways. You can have the... At the and, same and time. sometimes it's hard to tell by symptoms. The symptoms can be very similar. They sure can. But you can have too much cortisol or too little cortisol. And have virtually the same symptoms. And have the same symptoms. Mm-hmm. I had a girl just yesterday. I could have sworn she had high cortisol and when the levels come back today, they're really low. Yeah, it happens. I mean, almost non-existent. So you can't go by just symptoms. That's why I tell people, you know, it sounds like you may have this, but we need to check it. Because if you don't check it, then you're guessing. Yeah. And, and you know, like I say, time and time again, we've had people to come in that, that have had, you know, they've been somewhere to a health food store or something. And, you know, they, they tell them, well, you know, I've got, I've got a symptom, you know, whatever that symptom is. And they just automatically throw them on something for uh, for the adrenal function. And typically, it's some sort of stimulant. It's something to stimulate adrenals. Right. And if they already have high cortisol to begin with, it's going to make them way worse. You'll make a Because we probably do see more high cortisol than low cortisol, but we see sure. both. We see both. But typically speaking, it's probably been high for a long time before it gets low. Yeah. You know and that? again, there's a message put out by the pituitary mm-hmm. to the adrenals to make your cortisol. It's called right. ACTH. Mm-hmm. Now, the adrenals, there's two main... You know, the adrenals make a few different things in the adrenals. Um, one is the cortisol, which mm-hmm. we just talked about. The other is DHEA. DHEA is a hormone that 
helps the body handle stress better. They call it the aging hormone because right. as you age, it decreases. It starts about hmm. 35, although we're seeing it younger and younger we're because people younger, are getting younger, stressed right. younger and younger. Um, it starts decreasing. And as that hormone decreases, you gain weight, joint, more joint pain, lack of energy. You, know, you mm-hmm. start seeing all these symptoms that go along with the low DHEA. Mm-hmm. I always tell people you want to be on the high end for your age. Now, you don't necessarily, when you're 80, want to be the same DHEA level as a 20-year-old. No. But you do want to be better than other people of your age. Right. You want to be, like you said, t- it, if you look at the lab results, you know, I'd say, for instance, if you're 35, you know, the range is going to be pretty high. And then as you get to be 45, the range goes down a little bit. Now, that's the, the expected range. You want to be on, for your age group, you want to be on the higher end of the normal for your age group. Right. You definitely don't want to be out of range low. No. And you don't want to be on the low side. And DHEA does play a, a big role in a lot of things. Like I said, a lot of inflammation and joint pains. It's one of your own body's steroidal hormones. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the actual adrenal gland himself, they put out you know more than 30 they, different steroids. They do. They put out a lot of steroidal hormones. Mm-hmm. And they also secrete your epinephrine, your norepinephrine, which mm-hmm. affects pain. Yes. Um, the norepinephrine is a big influence on the way you feel pain how you perceive um so when the adrenals aren't working right it affects so many things especially some of the pain responses Mm -hmm. even one of the things you'll see about the adrenal glands when people tell me they get up and eat at night night eating is almost always an adrenal problem Mm -hmm. sure is and we see that one a lot too even blood sugar issues and hypoglycemia Mm -hmm. are affected by the adrenals well that cortisol Mm -hmm. High blood sugar is affected by the adrenals. Yeah, and that's, like is. I said, we wanted to talk tonight about how they all affect each other. Right. And there's no doubt when the cortisol stays high, it tends to elevate blood pressure. It tends to elevate blood sugar and makes you very anxious. So then it starts making an anxiety problem. Certainly can. And low adrenals can also make you have anxiety unless you're absolutely no adrenals. Now, when you get into that, when you get to where you have no adrenals left, which is Addison's, you can't even hardly move. You can't hardly get up. You completely, usually lose severe amounts of weight. So it's different when you have complete adrenal insufficiency and just a little adrenal insufficiency. Yeah, but yeah, well, and unfortunately, uh, and we hear this all the time, medically speaking, unless you have Addison's, they don't even want to talk about it. No. I mean, it's like, huh, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah, it means a lot. Now, there is a story I just have to tell y'all just to show how much adrenals are not looked at medically yeah um i had a lady come well she didn't come in because she couldn't come in she couldn't get out of bed she called and this has been years ago and she called me and she told me her symptoms she had lost extreme amounts of weight she was down to 80 something pounds she'd been bedridden for two years Mm -hmm. she could couldn't get up to do anything i mean she was completely bedridden well the kind of Funny part or scary part or whatever you want to call it. Her husband's an internal medicine doctor. That was a scary part. I and think. I started, you know, she told me those symptoms. And I asked her if she had brown spots on her butt. Because that is another symptom of adrenal insufficiency. Or and Addison's, she said, yeah. how did you know? I said, you have Addison's. If you have that, you have Addison's. And she said, no, they've checked me for everything. I said, I guarantee they hadn't checked you for this. And I said, tell your husband to check you for this. And she called me back within a day or two and said, you're right. That's what has been wrong with me all along. The woman is fine to this day because she was treated and she now is functional. Right. But 
for two years, even living with a doctor, and it being his wife, he never thought about checking the adrenals. Well, it's not taught. It isn't. They don't stress adrenals. They don't stress Adrenals are stressed highly in natural medicine. Extremely. Extremely. Because the endocrine system as a whole is so important. So it's really stressed in natural medicine. You rarely see a natural medicine practitioner that doesn't look at the adrenals. Right. That is abnormal not to look at the adrenals when you look at a naturopath or someone that does holistic medicine of some sort. You know, but in allopathic medicine is very rarely looked at. I mean, it is, like I say, it's rare. Yeah. So if you have any symptoms and you have a lot of symptoms and you can't explain it, get it checked. And if they won't check it, because a lot of times, you know, they don't want to order it because your insurance companies might not pay for it, whatever, then call us. We can order it for you. Yeah. I think that's one of the big issues that we get into. You know, a lot of times, you know, you go to your physician and you ask them to check something. And if you don't have, you know, what we call frank symptoms today, uh, the way the insurance industry is set up in America um, you can't justify doing a test unless you have this, you know, what we call a frank symptom. In other words, that's a textbook symptom that you have that, that validates that you've got a problem. And everybody's different. You might yeah. not have the textbook symptoms. Now, Most this woman I just talked about just a minute ago, she, she had did. textbook symptoms. I mean, I couldn't believe that they didn't check her for that, but it but just they shows didn't. you they didn't. And so don't think that you've had everything checked, because I hear that a lot. You don't know how often we hear, I've had everything checked. My doctor's checked everything. And when they bring us our lab work, they have the most simple lab work you could have. And they they, they have a perception that they had everything checked, but they've had nothing checked. Right. We get that one all the time, Janine. You know, folks come in and they they bring us their lab work and... And it's a CBC, which checks their red count, white count, immune system, basically, make sure they're not. It does the very basics. Basics. And then it does the basics to see if they're alive. Is the liver functioning? Is the kidneys, you know, are they doing And then maybe a cholesterol level. That's probably, that's kind of, then people are told, oh, we checked everything. We checked everything. Right. Yeah. So even if you've been told that you've had everything checked, probably not true. You haven't, I promise you. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's part of this endocrine system is our sex glands. Right. Yeah, you know, like the in guys, we have testicles. and females, we have ovaries. It's the same thing, the same basic kind of function. Yeah. You know, the, the ovaries, you know, produce the female hormones that you need, you know, that she needs, you know, like the estrogens and progesterone and so on. Testicles and guys produce the testosterone. Right. And That's, we all have a little bit of both. I mean, but, even yeah, men have a tiny both. bit of estrogen and men have a little bit of progesterone. Right. To where, you know, and women have some testosterone, but at, at different levels. Right. Um, again, the... Sex glands are associated with everything else. If you have a thyroid problem, it's going to be a problem. It's going to affect the hormones because that thyroid hormone affects every cell in your body. Well, and, and if the thyroid's not working, it might not be given enough energy to the cells and the ovaries or the testicles for them to produce the hormones they need to produce. Uh, that could very well be the problem. So again, they're related. Now, another relationship that we see with endocrine system as a whole with sex is women starting menopause the -hmm. first hormone to fall when you go into pre-menopause is your progesterone right and it's almost 100 percent when that progesterone falls your cortisol goes out the roof well it's trying to you know the adrenals are trying to take up it's trying to take up the slack Mm -hmm. and that Really, that's the anxiety that hits during premenopause. So, again, if you're having menopausal symptoms or premenopausal symptoms, even if you're still having a cycle, you can have a cycle and still 
be making estrogen, but not the progesterone. But not the progesterone. And then right. your cortisol goes sky high. So if you're having those symptoms, get it all checked. That's right. Well, we're coming up on another break, Janine. Okay. So we're going to have to cut it off here and come back on the other side and finish this up. Okay. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks. Tonight, we're talking about the uh, endocrine system, and we've talked about you know, all sorts of parts of that endocrine system, Janine, you know, from the thyroid and the uh, pituitary gland and the adrenals and so on. And the, sex, a, the, the ovaries, the yeah, testicles. testicles. We've talked about all yeah, the glands. We've talked now, about all that. Well, we, there's a few more we have Yeah, there's a few about. glands we have not talked about. Right. One is the pineal gland. Yeah, that's that little bitty walnut-sized gland right in the middle of our brain. Right. It's a little bitty thing, and one of the its biggest jobs is melatonin. It's huge. Now, melatonin is important. People think of melatonin as just being for sleep. No, but it's Mel- not. Melatonin is much more than that. They've actually shown, 
you know, a matter of fact, some research that just came out just recently showed that melatonin actually protects people. If they've got high enough melatonin levels, it actually protects them in what we call the reperfusion injuries after a heart attack. Yeah. I'm That's out. how important it is. In other words, if you've got really low melatonin, and here's a bad thing about melatonin. Well, that newborn baby has the highest levels of melatonin that he'll ever have in his That's life. That's why they sleep so much. That's exactly and right. And as you age... It is one of the things that declines with age. And that's why we don't sleep so much when we get older, right? right? And that's why mm. older people have such a hard time sleeping. It is. And melatonin is very easy to supplement and very inexpensive. It, it is. You know, it, it's very easy. It's very, inex- like you said, very inexpensive. And it does so many good things. Like, you know, it actually, you know, forces our body, if you will, or pushes the body to make more like things like the big uh, antioxidants, the superoxide dismutase. Yeah. It, it says, hey, got to have more of this stuff. And it ha- helps regulate the circadian rhythm, which Huge. everybody knows the circadian rhythm is so important, which is why night shift workers have more cancer. They mm-hmm. tend to have more health problems because they don't have that good circadian rhythm. Right. And one thing that we didn't mention with the adrenals that we probably should mention is the adrenals don't stay steady all day. No. Um, adrenals follow that circadian rhythm. So if right. your melatonin is off and the body don't know how the normal circadian rhythm should be, it's going to throw your adrenals off as well. That's right. Now, cortisol starts real high in the morning. That's what wakes you up. Mm-hmm. When the cortisol spikes in the morning, you have more energy, you get up um, and get going. As the day goes on, the cortisol lowers. If your cortisol stays high at night, then you don't sleep. That's true. So there is, it's a huge bell curve. It goes from pretty high to really low at night. And it's the same kind of thing with, with your pineal gland and that melatonin. Oh, yeah. Melatonin because, like, say, is released mostly at darkness. Mostly That's why at, right. if you are a night shift worker, it's important to make the room very dark because it, it, it is light sensitive is right. when it's produced. And so another reason to sleep in a very dark room at night. If when you like, if you're a night worker, uh, that daytime when you're trying to sleep, you have to have that total darkness, right? Because you you can't sleep in a light room, and and because if you do, your pineal gland's not going to. But the endocrine system does work on our circadian rhythm, That's, and you throw off that rhythm, you're going to affect a few things. So the that, melatonin can again throw off the adrenals, and that pineal gland's kind of in control of all that. Right? And the adrenals can throw off the sex hormones and. It's a they cascade. can throw off the thyroid. And so, again, yeah. like we've stressed over and over, they all affect each other. Yeah. Now, something else that another gland that is really oh, important, really important. is our pancreas. Yeah. Our pancreas does all kind of uh, enzyme production and hormone production. Right. Uh, like insulin. For insulin. Insulin is yeah. the one that's in the hormone. Actually, the enzymes that are produced in the pancreas are considered to be non-endocrine. Right, they Because are. it's not part yeah. of the endocrine system, but it has other jobs other than the endocrine system. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have a pancreas. Right. But the, when we talk about the endocrine system part of it, we're talking about the insulin. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about glucagon. Glucagon's a huge one. People don't hear too much about glucagon, but without glucagon, you can't store the energy in the body that we need long term. And that's what it is. Stored. That's what glucagon does. Is stores energy, and and you know without it, and that's coming from the uh, uh, your pancreas as well. But one of the problems with type two diabetes, which is you know rampant in this country and mm-hmm. really an epidemic, and the metabolic um, syndromes that we talked about even at the beginning of the show, is people are getting insulin resistant. 
So they're eating foods for so many years that spike your insulin and make your insulin so high that then the cells get resistant to letting the insulin carry things into the cells anymore. Uh, well, it gets resistant to doing it. You know, so insulin can't do its job. Right. And insulin, if it can't carry the glucose into the cell for energy, then the glucose does build up in the bloodstream. Well, one of in- insulin's other jobs is to store fat. And it will start storing fat, And it fat, will too. start storing fat. And the more insulin mm-hmm. spikes you have, the more fat you will store. You know, and here's a phenomenon that we see quite often. The folks will come in, and they have had their tests done, and perhaps their doctor has checked their A1C. And their hemoglobin A1C is very important to see if you're going to turn into a diabetic because it, it shows you what status you have over a 90-day period. Uh, I see this all the time where people have a fairly decent fasting blood sugar, they have a good hemoglobin A1C, and their insulin is sky high. Now, they're in the early stages of developing this insulin resistance. And sometimes those people also have high triglycerides also. And most of them are overweight. Overweight. And they gain it right in the middle. And I always explain to them, it's real simple. You can walk by a donut and gain an ounce. And they can. They say, oh, yeah, I can look at a donut and gain a pound. Don't have to eat the doggone thing. Just look at it, you know. And that's what happens because they've got so much insulin. Any food that you take in is going to be stored for fat almost immediately. Yeah. So, so even though the pancreas is a very important thing and you have to have insulin, what you put in your mouth controls how much insulin your body produces. Well, that's, that's the feedback. Yeah, it's, it know. is. Yeah. It's what tells it what it needs. It, it sure is. You know, and the, I guess that's the, the most important thing to know is the thing that controls, I mean, the pituitary doesn't really tell the body how much uh, insulin to produce. Mm-mm. Insulin is produced in response to food and glucose food. levels. Right. In other words, the more sugar you introduce into your body, the more insulin the body's going to make to respond to it. That's how it works. But also they know that the more sugar that you eat in your diet, the worse the adrenals will be. Right, because you're, you're putting stress on them. They're having you're to putting take stress that, on yeah. the adrenals. You're putting stress on the whole body. The whole body. So, you know, again, we always stress eating right, and we always want to point that right. out first. But, again, you want to look at the whole body when yeah. you do lab work. You don't want to just look at parts. Right. Uh, so, you know, I guess tonight, Jenny, gosh, we've covered a lot of stuff. Oh, right? yeah, the endocrine system is in-depth. I mean, you can right. have a show on each one of these topics yeah, we could. by itself. But we wanted to talk about how it relates to each other and how it all affects each other and how you don't want to just look at one part. Right. You know, the cascade will start with the brain and the pituitary gland and then how that cascades down to the thyroid. And, of course, the thyroid cascades to the the adrenals and the adrenals, you know, they interact with the sex hormones. Right. And we even talk about these people with fertility out there. Big With time. fertility issues, we always look at all the values on the thyroid and all the values on the adrenals They're because huge. it plays such a role in the sex hormones. It and really if does. those aren't right, and even things like your free T3 can make a difference in maintaining a pregnancy, the rest of your thyroid can be fine, but if your free T3 is low, it's hard to maintain a pregnancy. Uh, and so yes, that right, will make there's... a difference also. So you got to look at the whole picture. Yeah, and I guess that's, uh, you know, I, I, every once in a while, we have somebody ask, you know, well, I just want to check my thyroid. Okay, that's really not a good idea. You know, you really need to check everything because the thyroid interacts with the, you know, with the uh, pituitary, it interacts with the adrenals, 
that all these systems work together, and we really need to look at the whole body at one time. That's why our panels are so good when you can do something like an expanded panel or weight loss panel. It looks at everything all at one time. And you time. can add the hormones to it, Sure too. you can. All right. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show. Um, hmm. I guess we've had fun with the endocrine system tonight. Right. Hopefully next, you've learned something. Next week something. we're going to talk more about the nervous system. Yeah, that ought to be fun, too. All right. Well, we'll see you then, folks, next week. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.